This podcast is a conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Bobro and is a production of VI Alliance Copyright 2019. And this chart-busting hit, Alone Leave Me, courtesy of New Threads, is available everywhere. Hi, this is Susan, and I'm here today with Julie. We're going to do a, uh, a podcast, but I'm not quite sure I'm ready to do it. So, Julie, you're going to have to convince me. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what the podcast is about, because we are tired of all this convincing, okay? So, we know you're not going to answer, yet you can answer us. You can phone in, right? Yes. You can phone in. We're on a new platform, you know, while you're sitting there, you know, supporting us monthly and (laughs) figuring out what ads to send to us so we can put them up and, you know, you can phone in and let us know. How many times the past two hours have you convinced somebody of something? Have you convinced yourself of something? I've been here all morning with Susan, and I think... But I think I've convinced her of 10 million things. She has. You've been trying to convince me of so many things. I think the biggest thing I've convinced you of is making lunch. I want to make this big, huge salad. And she keeps saying, no, 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 no. Come on. One more thing. We're going to do one more thing. One more thing to do. So here's the deal. Because consider this. If you are convincing... And trying to convince someone of something, what are you doing? What are you really doing? And now we can take this example. I'm glad I asked a rhetorical question. <laughs> oh, boy, are you looking for me to answer? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I'm not trying to convince you to answer. No, I'm not. So if you've watched any of the Democratic debates, now there have been four. And so if you've watched any of them, and when and this is a great thing to pick at because... Mm-hmm. When they're standing there and they're telling you, this is what I've done and this is what I... You know, why can't they just speak from their present moment? What are they trying to convince us? Trump did. Trump did when he spoke. He looked, you know, we we know the different phrases he said to to everybody. And he was right there in the space. And everybody else had their little spiel Mm -hmm. that they had memorized. And, you know, whether it was nice or not, what he said, Mm -hmm. he didn't convince me of anything. You know, everyone else was out there trying to convince. So all the candidates are trying to convince you. This is what I can do. This is what I will do. This is, and you know, the question remains, if you are actively, and so take this to ourselves, think about it. If I am actively trying to convince someone something, what am I really doing? So I believe that no one convinces anyone of anything. We only convince ourselves. If I say something, Mm. the question is, if you, if I can make it believable to you or not if I can make it believable to you then you will convince yourself that it's true and if I can make something not be believable to you and you believe what I'm saying mm-hmm. then you will convince yourself no it's you convince yourself all the time and I think the bigger question is who are you listening to right to convince yourself of anything right and I and I would actually ask I mean what is the endeavor why are you even trying to convince because what what occurs <laughs> talking about the convincer or the one being convinced well again is that question exactly well, to both to both and you know if you look at the political because it's a great example you look at the political debates and they come on and they try to convince us of things and I always kind of look at them and I say well you know you're, you're, you're you've memorized this spot 
and you know of course it could come from the heart but it, is it really me that you're trying to convince and I think the energy of it is a really important question because if you're sitting there and you're you're presenting your platform and you're saying I do this I do this I do this I do this I mean when does it become the truth of what you really do and is it what you really want to do and so if you're trying to convince someone of that I mean are you really just convincing yourself oh. you're convincing yourself that you know I can do this I can do and this and so wouldn't it behoove you to convince others because when they believe you you can believe yourself better oh gosh I mean I, I, I agree with what you say but wow what a process <laughs> rather than you just being you and so while we're hearing all these platitudes and things from candidates, because again, I'm using that great example, hmm. I mean, are they really convincing us of th stuff they can do when in fact they're really convincing themselves that, hey, I could probably do this? I don't even think they're convincing themselves they can do that. I think they're saying, look at me, I convinced all these people of how great I am and they want to now vote for me. I don't even think they care really about what specifically they're talking about. So what does that do for us? It does absolutely nothing. And, and Zilch. I go to the other side of who, who am I allowing to convince me of anything? Mm. Or affecting my own opinion of myself to make right. myself be convinced because we have conversations we talked this morning. I have certain ideas about things outside of all of this. And then I go out and I have everybody else telling me why I'm wrong. And <laughs> you can't do that, Susan. What are you, crazy? And then they and literally go and they laugh. Mm. Kind of come around like laugh, laughing at me. And I'm thinking to myself, mm. God, there's a part of me that wants to go and say, do you realize how wrong you are? Mm. And then I'm like, ah, is it worth it? And then, but there are times that that gets to me, and I get a little bit perturbed. And I'm like, and you come back and you say, what? Right. <laughs> what, what is someone telling you? Right. And I'm an adult. I'm pretty strong-willed. I think I have a good sense of myself. And yet, when we talk about this, maybe being a woman, I tend to somehow in my connection with others sometimes just having an empathetic ear mm. can open up that's kind of a dangerous thing to to open up that empathetic ear yet that's who we are i mean it's who i am unless i'm gonna and it's interesting when you say that because you know when you open up to empathy are you really looking to help create a consensus and if you're trying to con create a consensus or you're just trying to be flexible, I mean, does that really relate? Then then you just completely, you know, threw out convincing. So let's talk about Trump for a moment, because when you say that, when I think about, you know, I'll say being open-minded to a different point of view, um, in what we do, I hear things and I'm like, oh, that's an interesting way of thinking about that. And how, how does that either fall in line with what I've always thought or maybe there's something more that I can learn from it but that's because we're having a conversation and we're, we're trying to grow it's like being a teacher and a student all at once all the time and the reason I mentioned Trump is because he's a negotiator and when you negotiate and I've always considered myself a pretty good negotiator you have to hear mm -hmm. the other side you have to know what they really want mm -hmm. if you want to negotiate but there's that, again, once again, I'm going to use that same as, as a fine line between having to 
get your point across and negotiate to get what you want, but yet opening up that empathetic ear to understand where someone's at. That's an interesting, and I think that's where the whole convincing thing kind of gets a little... I don't know what the word is, discombobulated or gets kind of tainted because instead of using it. Hi, this is Julie here with Susan. What's one of the favorite books that we've written together? My favorite would be Energetic Invocations Mm. because you tricked me into writing it (laughs) and it wrote itself and I just was grateful to be a part of it. I like all the books we've written. We've had so much fun, but that's probably my favorite. You know, I agree with you. I love Energetic Invocations. The invocations, they're really powerful and I love the way it slides into the ender scripts. Awesome. Isn't it interesting, Julie, that you and I both grew up outside of Boston one town away from each other and it took I'm just gonna say over 40 years for us to meet and do these podcasts and the minute we started doing them they just keep coming faster and faster don't you find that fascinating sounds like wine or is it cheese to me I think it's kismet (laughs) and I think if we go with that everything that we're saying has been set up divinely for us to say it agreed Hey Susan, do you remember when Trump meant you throwing down one of those special cards in the oh, game of yeah. whist? Yeah, I do. Now it takes on a whole new meaning, huh? It does. And so in our Trump book that we wrote, How Trump Wins, we really look at the cool aspect of the energy, all personalities aside. Mm-hmm. And that's something that nobody else did. But we did, and it's actually kind of interesting. It is, and it's out there. Hey, it's Julie here, and we have to do this interruption really quick because we only have a couple of seconds because we're interrupting some good content, wouldn't you say? I'd say. And what are we interrupting for? That was too long of a gasp. We're interrupting to say we have ebooks, books, and podcasts galore. It's a big reveal, folks. Susan does have a deck of tarot cards. Danny, oh. you have one. And I have one, too. And when you utilize tarot cards, you get yourself into the energy. And our writing is in that vibe as well. And, of course, our podcast. And we do not read tarot cards like everyone else does. Julie's been more formally trained, but we look at them and we do something completely different. And that is what we think everybody can do. Yet the formal training is really doing the work yourself. And that's where all of our stuff stems from, is doing the work yourself and getting to that space where you can do it. And there's podcasts that we have that are free. There's a lot of eBooks that are almost free because we really believe that people are looking for this. There's fiction and there's nonfiction. We got it all. To move oneself forward, if you and even when you negotiate, you know, the at the end of the day, a, a really, I mean, you could say I'm naive. I don't, I don't, think I am but negotiation is it's really it's a win-win it's compromise on both sides in most situations but it's supposed to be a win-win each person feels you know they move forward a little bit whatever it is if you're selling something someone's buying it you negotiate on the price well this when the, when the when the sale occurs well the seller had a sale and the buyer got what they wanted and you know the price is always negotiable and maybe you know you didn't get as much as you wanted or you paid more blah 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 but the idea of a negotiation is you're both supposed to come up a little bit ahead no no one's really supposed to be completely screwed mm. i'm not that's why i say i may sound naive but when it comes to convincing you know that's a whole different it's it's like a a sister to this this whole negotiation thing but yet 
Is it what's being being hijacked? Well, the convincing part to me sounds more dysfunctional than the negotiating because right away when you know what somebody wants, mm-hmm. I mean, you know how to play the cards. And, you know, it's it's kind of beautiful to make that analogy with President Trump, who's supposed to be and who's, you know, has mm-hmm. his book out, The Art of the Deal, yep. and a lot of other materials. Mm-hmm. And he is a negotiator, and you read some of the background, and you read between the lines and some of the stories. And, you know, the funny thing is you relate it to the American people, and he, he knows what the American people want. Mm-hmm. And so he's negotiating, you know even, with the, even with the they ball. They don't want to hear, I hate to say it, People don't want to hear about taxes. I am a CPA. Mm. I would love nothing more than to see the whole tax, whole IRS, everything be abolished. And there should just be a generic overall tax on earnings, which just just a standard, a lower, not clearly, not, you know, 30%. Earnings are where I would even think more is like an additional sales tax on what you purchase. There should be a different, and the whole IRS should be gone. But do you think Trump, Trump does not go out and convince people of the IRS, convince people about even immigration, mm. as much as it sounds like he's not convincing them of what everybody else is out there trying to convince them of? Right. They're not, they don't, we don't want to hear, I mean, I'm a CPA, we don't want to hear about the tax code. We, either the taxes is gone or... You know, and, and people could say, well, you're not, I'm as affected as anybody else. And I know certain things are just not going to, you know, I'm going to pay taxes. As long as there's a tax code, mm. I'm going to be paying taxes. So you're going to up this, lower this, change this, do that. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to be paying taxes. And I think that's how a majority of people feel. Mm. And so he doesn't go in there and he says, we're going to, he doesn't even say we're going to change the tax code. He says, you're going to have better jobs. We're going to have jobs for everybody. We're going to have better pay. People are going to become to the... He says things that people really feel that will make a difference in their lives. So he can convince easier because the fact that he's approaching what people are interested in and he's is going to affect them more. And he's, he's also an entertainer. Mm. He knows entertaining will make them much more amenable to whatever he's saying. Right. And he's, he's just telling us what we want to hear. Even if he's and being so, a name caller. And he's telling us what we want to hear. And in the negotiation aspect of it, it's more powerful because he knows exactly what we want to hear. Right. And, you know, every talk show host does that. Mm. You know, ah, oh, so, you know, I have so-and-so who's coming on and they're going to tell us this. So stay with us and we're going to take a break, you know. And so what's the difference so if you go to negotiating and in, in, in the negotiation part is a lot more powerful I think than the convincing part because when it goes into convincing there's something that you kind of lose in the translation because you know do you really believe it if you're not strong enough to believe where you're coming from to really live in that space why would you go into that space it's so really platitudes you know what you just said I'm sorry go ahead no go ahead what, what did I because negotiation is telling you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's why it is convincing is trying to get people to see or act or do something that they, it, it's not something that they really want to do. Right. right. At least initially, it's not what they really want to do. And that's a huge, you know, you go right. to the energy of that. 
and, and you know, one of the great things was, I think I mentioned in another podcast, is that uh, during the Apprentice show, there was a beautiful episode where I think it was a group of comedians and they were um, uh, vying with this other group and they were trying to get certain people to be the ad presenter. And so the, the comedians kind of came in and, and one woman came in and the other group, uh, an actress or something came in and the actress came in immediately and said, we want this person. And the comedian never said anything. She just looked at her and she knew immediately they want this person to, to display and do the voiceover for the ad. So I'm going to say I want them. And now they're going to have to negotiate with me. They're going to have to convince me and give me something more. And the, the funny part about that was that the, the group of the comedians and the, and the woman who was leading it, they didn't even want that person. They never decided who they wanted to do. But the minute they found out what the other mm -hmm. team wanted, they, you know, they had all the, the upper hand on them. And, you know, in that aspect of, of looking at, you know, it's interesting too, because even when you reflect that to yourself, if you're convincing yourself of a number of things, I mean, are you doing yourself justice? Well, that's what I was going to say again, because I'm always like, what's the take? What's the most important thing that I need to hear myself? And it's, it's really like, be aware of, you know, that convincing is going on all the time. Mm -hmm. It's it's not when someone says, hey, let me convince you of something. Then nobody says that. Right. That convincing is, is, is going on always. Even if you're going to the movies, you're going to the bank, you're go wherever you're going, people are consistently trying to convince you of something. And many times it's who they are. Let me tell you who I am. This is who I am. And, and well, you know, I don't really care about that. Mm. What's more important to me is when someone's trying to convince me of who I am. Mm. And that happens just as often. Right. And I, you know, and I catch myself. I don't always catch myself. Sometimes it has to happen and I have a reaction or I get upset. And a day or two later, I realize it. And, and I think the, probably the first thing I have to start doing is beating myself up for it. You know, I can't turn around right. and say to me, oh, look at they got you again. It's like, oh, you know, that, oh. But I, know I laugh because I'm picturing my, my mom and my father going, oh, you got me again. <laughs> And, and so after that, then it's like a learning process, and I try, I'm, I'm constantly learning. And I think awareness is 90% of the issue. If you have that awareness, mm. then, then it's a choice. Really, it's a choice. And if you choose, I'm going to believe, and it goes both ways. You know, some, oh my God, you, this is great, you're awesome. Am yeah. I going to let that, are they, and now they have, a, you know, they're going to convince me how awesome I am. I, I have to believe how awesome I am that has nothing to do with anything I do. Right. It's just who I am, how I think, what I believe, how I move. I have to know that. So even when someone says something good about you, or you're so right. aggressive, right. it, it, it's once again, most of us can say, oh, that's okay to believe that. Well, if you believe that, then when someone turns around and says, you're an idiot, mm -hmm. are you gonna, at what point do you decide what to right. believe, what not to believe? And, uh, I look at Trump, and he's he's very clear on, on what he convinces himself, and he only, it's funny, because I don't think anyone convinces him of anything. I think he convinces himself, and he opens up to those who are going to fall into what he's decided. If you fall into the category of what he's convinced himself, he will let you speak. 
Mm. And if you don't, he just closes that door, right? And he has the capacity to keep his focus as well. And, you know, we've all experienced this in our lives and past experience, whether you, you know, you know, as I said, look at the debates or even in the workplace. I mean, how many times have I worked with someone and they've said, oh, I'm the best at this and I, and I don't mind and oh, you love to, and then like, the complete opposite is the mm. truth. It's like, what were they saying? Well, you know what I've always said. The minute someone tells me who they are, I know it's almost the opposite. Right. The minute they tell right. me, I almost... And, I, and sometimes I have to remind myself because I, I convince myself exactly that, no, this person really isn't the opposite of what they're saying. And I'll be darned if I'm not wrong every time I, I try to convince myself otherwise. Exactly. And so when you take it to the political landscape or you take it to just your everyday life, I mean, you know, it's a great analogy when you look at the politicians up there convincing and telling us, you know, this is who I am. I mean, what really is the truth? Thank you for listening to this production from EI Alliance. Check out our Amazon authors pages for books and podcasts. Find New Threads music and their latest album on iTunes, Spotify, and newthreads.us.